0: I'm Connor
1: and I'm Campbell
0: and welcome to real geeks the show. Where we talk about movies and stuff. All right. So um, we're back with another Wes Anderson um, discussion part two this time. Um, today we're going to be talking about three of with uh, Mr. Anderson's um, earliest films. Uh, yeah. Rushmore released in 1998. Royal Tenenbaum's released in two thousand one, and The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou in two thousand released in two thousand and four. So if you haven't seen those movies, um, we what we're gonna do is since we're doing three movies, we're gonna do a pre spoiler section for each movie. So um, you can listen to, if you've only seen one or two of these, you can just listen to those parts. But we're gonna do each section's gonna have its own pre spoiler part. So. Um, but first we're gonna do a recap of our previous episode we did back in geez was that November
1: yeah I think it was, it was November so in that one we um, we talked about uh, oh first of all uh, that episode had like really bad audio like that was the beginning issues. of the issues yeah so I don't I don't know if I'd recommend watching that one, or listening to that one again because it's a kind of unpleasant listen um, but in the last episode just a recap uh, we talked about Uh, Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, and Isle of Dogs. Those are like his four most recent movies. Um, And obviously, we couldn't get to all of them, so we split in half. Um, Actually, let's let's talk about our just our thoughts on the last four before we get into these. So, I think
0: our consensus on the last one was that the um, Fantastic Mr. Fox was the best one. Correct. Yeah, I
1: feel like that was the most overall well-rounded kind of family movie. Yeah. Does everything like there's no, I have no complaints with that. I think it's probably one of my
0: favorite, if not my favorite family movie as of now.
1: Yeah. I think I watched that on the plane when I was going to Canada and I remember just like, that was my first introduction to like movies other than kind of like just Marvel movies and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just the style was just so unique. I was like, whoa, this is, cool. This is pretty cool. So yeah, yeah that, that one has and a special place.
0: I I had Grand Budapest and then Moonrise Kingdom and then Isle of Dogs at the end.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, Grand Budapest is next up after Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think technically that one, um, like from a technical standpoint, I think that's a really yeah. good one.
0: Cinematography, like visuals and all that kind of stuff.
1: As for the story, I think the characters are solid, but I thought the story yeah. uh, is a teeny bit lacking in like... Um, like like an emotion i think yeah um there's just so much plot and there it's the characters are more kind of like characters in a play rather than um i don't know you can't really build a, a real emotional connection with any of them but it's still a fascinating movie um yeah. from a technical standpoint and i think that's, that's anyway yeah
0: sorry I, I i we could go on again but we already had an episode on that yeah so we want to go through the um and anyway i i really the one point of contention we had was that i really liked like I, I, I enjoyed. I didn't think it was the best, but I, I, I enjoyed *Moonrise Kingdom* a lot more than *Campbell* did.
1: Yeah, I don't um, like that one that much.
0: And then *Isle of Dogs*, we both agreed was like it was. In some parts, it was like visually appealing. There's a lot of the animation's very uh, interesting, um, but overall, it's just kind of meh. It's like yeah, that I one think of, it doesn't really stand out as much as the other ones.
1: I agree. Yeah, I think the the visuals for that one are great, almost like on par with like Bud- *Budapest Hotel*, but as for like the actual story it's a little lacking. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so. our overall consensus with those. And I didn't really like Moonrise Kingdom all that much. I feel like it seems like a parody of Wes Anderson than like an actual Wes Anderson movie. Okay. That's that's my problem with that one. Um but, but anyway. Yeah.
0: Um we're, we're going to like I said we're going to talk about th- Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, and Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, and we and you may have noticed if you know if you're familiar with Wes Anderson, we're not talking about Bottle Rocket and the Darjeeling Limited, and that was just a matter of um, condensing things down. Um, yeah, we figured Bottle Rocket is one of his old his first ones, and it's not. It's kind of. Um, well, how do you expl- how would you explain it, Campbell?
1: Um, well, Bottle Rocket actually, it's in my top five. Wes Anderson, yeah. I really like it, but um as it, it feels very much feels like his first movie um so we're leaving that out for now we might we might mention DC later in the future um but yeah. maybe like with uh, the new mo- the French Dispatch one but as of now that it, it feels a little separate from the rest of his movies so we're leaving that one out yeah and then Darjeeling I think that one fits pretty well with Life Aquatic they're kind of they're kind of similar in um in style we just and wanted everything. to get
0: over an overall and encompassing thing and we didn't want to have a really long drawn out episodes yeah. just ended up being cut off. So there's nothing inherently bad about these, but we just had to we just these are the ones we decided to not talk about. Yeah, we won't yeah. might mention them in the future. Agreed. So. Yeah. Um anyway, we can get right into the um first one.
1: All right. So we're beginning with Rushmore. Um this is was this second movie. Um and this one's actually I think this is my favorite of all of the Wes Anderson movies. And I almost I'd almost say it's his best one, um, but I think th- obviously that's an opinion. Uh, but and if you remember from the decades episode, I said this was my favorite like movie of the '90s. Um, I don't. Uh, I mean, I not know if it still that. is, but yeah, it's just one. It's one of my overall just favorite movies. Um, it's. I think a lot of his movies you could kind of describe as being like cute or quirky, but this one I feel like is actually kind of an emotional movie. Yeah, if you see what, yeah, like I think the character of Max Fisher. Oh wait, are we doing a pre-spoiler section? Well, you haven't really
0: talked that much about it, so we can still do the pre-spoiler. Okay, yeah, pre-spoiler. This can so also this is, be pre-spoiler.
1: Yeah, so this is my favorite. I think the characters are the best part of it. I think the main character Max, uh, is one of my overall favorite characters of all time. He's a really funny character. Um, and I think the story is really touching. Uh, the arc's really touching. Uh, in my opinion, it's a perfect movie uh what about you connor uh
0: okay maybe it's just because it was my initial watching um but this one i liked it but it, it didn't really it, like it didn't it didn't stand out to me in any like particular way yeah so like i don't know there were parts and it seemed like dry yeah um I mean, it—it's it, not—it's definitely one. It's—it's uh, it's in the top. It's in my top like three. Mm-hmm. So it's not bad. I'm just saying, uh, it, it was—it was very different than what it, than what I was expecting. Yeah, it uh, feels
1: a little more raw than than the so other. So like, ones. and it
0: might that might have just because, like I said, it might have been just because it was initial viewing. Um, but it was a lot different than what I was expecting. That's all. Yeah. I, I mean, that's all I could say without spoiling things.
1: Um, yeah, I also. So it wasn't my out. favorite. Yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, I watched it the first time, and I, and I didn't really like like, or I liked it. Uh, I, basically the same as you. And then I just thought about it more and more, and then it became my favorite. And then I rewatched it, and I, it like was cemented as my favorite. Yeah, um, I think it's also like a really funny movie. Like I actually laughed out loud. Uh, there are a lot of laugh out loud moments. Yeah I, moment.
0: I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I agree with you. There, there are some yeah pretty, pretty funny moments.
1: So, um, I, yeah. But anyway, I, well
0: that, that that fills it up for our pre-spoiler.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, also, this one was directed by... I mean, written by Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson.
1: Yeah, I think um, the movies direct, written by Wes and Owen Wilson, I think those are the best ones. His later ones aren't co-written by uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah. And n- none of them are really my favorites. But So I really like the ones that are co-written with Owen Wilson.
0: Okay. So anyway, that's our f- f- spoiler-free section. So if you haven't seen... Rushmore. Um, you should probably not listen to the next part because we're gonna be talking about spoilers.
1: Yeah, and then we'll work. move on to the next movie yes. after that. So I guess you could skip ahead. I don't. You could skip
0: ahead if you want to. Yeah, I might. I was thinking about including like a, a clip of me saying like timestamps at the beginning.
1: Yeah. That. Yeah. That, that would work.
0: Or in the or in the description.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: you, you, if you haven't seen Rushmore, we're about to talk about spoilers.
1: All right. So, what are your thoughts? Um, spoiler-filled thoughts on Rushmore. Okay,
0: so, um, what's his name again? Max. Max. Uh, his the relationship with him and the like. There were parts where he seemed he was he was a little cringy at times.
1: Well, I think that was on purpose.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah, I'm just saying like there was that's just a thing that I noticed like immediately like he was really like. Um, I don't even know how to explain it. His like whole personality was like
1: Like he's kind of like a he's a dweeb kind of. Like, yeah, like he's not
0: like he's not a nerd because he's like
1: awful at scaling
0: his classes. But he's like starts the be keep he's like in president of the beekeeping club and like founding founds like all this other like extracurriculars. Um mm-hmm. that, po- that sequence at the beginning was um like uh where he's
1: the yearbook and it's like the montage through all the yeah different yeah, yeah, clubs. Yeah, yeah yeah. I thought
0: that was funny. Um, that was. I think, yeah. Overall, it just like it seemed dry to me at at first. Um, but by by no means is it bad. Like I still gave it um. On Letterbox, I still gave it like four stars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I think as for yeah for Rushmore um yeah i could i could definitely see how um it's not your favorite it wasn't my favorite when i first watched it but um i just think there's i i like how it's divided you know with the different months it almost it almost feels like a play i think each of the movies like oh
0: that was speaking of plays his play thing, that whole play thing where he does the plays was that was hilarious. So that was probably one of the funniest things of the whole time.
1: Oh yeah, his plays know. are are insane. The like
0: the the one at the end when he they do like the Vietnam War and there's like literally yeah. explosions like that and was the, the
1: flamethrower.
0: That was really funny.
1: And the um, the Serpico one in the middle. Oh like, yeah, they're like shooting out the window. Yeah, that, those are good.
0: And, and another think, thing, I watched I, it half. I started watching it and then stopped halfway through and then finished it the next day. Mm-hmm. So that probably left an impact on things. I also was like half asleep for the last couple minutes of the first half. Yeah. So like that might have left an impact. So I'm willing to say that I would like to watch it again in the future yeah. in order to see if it'll change my mind, but but upon immediately after watching it was pretty um it just seemed a little dry to me. But once again, I think that was just cuz it was my first time watching and all that kind of stuff. But I do think it was funny and it was a lot of good moments. Um anything else you want to mention? I mean, I'm not done. I'm just saying I want to give you a chance to say something.
1: Yeah. Uh this one is Jason's Jason Schwartzman. That was his first movie, his first role. Oh, yeah. Um and I mean he's pretty good in it. Here. he's really good in it. And Bill Murray. Uh this is the first like movie he worked on with Wes Anderson. Um and I guess before this Again, he was like he was like Bill Murray, you know, he's in Ghostbusters and all that other thing. So this was Which like, you
0: still haven't seen. Which I haven't
1: seen, and we might do for our next episode. Hint hint. But you'll
0: have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, you'll have to wait and see. But this was his first kind of like different role. Um, I don't know. His his character is interesting in this one. He's kind of this 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 guy. Um, almost he's he's almost as emotionally immature as Max. Yeah, like, and he doesn't
0: seem like... He, he does not have, like, an adult. Like, he's an adult, but he's, like, messing... Like, he's hanging out with Max, like, just like a friend.
1: Yeah, and I think that's exactly the the point, because both Max and Herman, which is Bill Murray's character, they're both, like, um, kind of... uh, You know how it's, like... Uh, this is a bad example, but, you know, like, how Batman... Did, okay, I don't know how to explain it, but they're both, like, you know, they're both <laughs> kind of... Yeah, I, I, that was not a good example kind of like the, the born the same uh like two ends of the same spectrum or whatever like uh they're both just these really emotionally immature characters and that's why they kind just of like batman just like batman and the joker that was stupid i'm sorry but yeah they're <laughs> both these
0: batman and robin
1: no i was gonna say like how they're like two opposite characters but they still kind of like have something in common oh
0: my gosh that,
1: again that's an awful way to put it but <laughs> but yeah herman and max um as different as they are, um, they're very similar um, in terms of their character, and that's kind of what draws them together. They're both just immature. Um, they they fight over the the teacher, Miss Cross, um, and then they kind of come together in the end. They reconcile, and then you know Max learns that, uh, or he he. It's it's kind of a coming of age movie actually, or I guess it is a coming of age movie. Mm. Um, you know, he has his full arc. And he learns to accept Miss Cross as just a friend. Um, they don't need to have anything like special between them. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, I guess Herman comes to terms with you know how he's, you know, he's just a depressed guy, and his wife's cheating on him. But uh, you know he sees himself. Oh, yeah, he sees himself in Max, and that's why he kind of. Yeah, he sees himself in Max, and that's why. Because um, remember in the beginning, like he gives a whole speech about you know not coming from like a wealthy background and everything. And then Max, yeah, uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, my dad's a an neurosurgeon," and he like tries to come off as this like, you know, like this wealthy. Yeah, and like then he's
0: got some sort of status.
1: Yeah, and then that's why at the end of the movie, when he invites Herman, who's at this point kind of off the deep end, but he invites him uh, to come see his meet his father and get his, his hair trimmed and everything, and that it kind of clicks. He's like, "Oh yeah, he's uh, you know he doesn't come from a wealthy background. And he's just trying to." Like impress me or something like that. So, I guess that's where it comes full sort full circle, and they kind of reach their own arcs, mm. which I think, yeah, I, I really I really like that aspect of it. Um, there is the character Margaret Yang. She's Jillo, kind the of Asian girl from the public school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- that is another thing. The public school. I remember that scene because they filmed yeah. they filmed all like the Rushmore stuff at Wes's uh, the school that he actually went to. Um, oh, really. Yeah, so that kind of has a whole feel, and then he goes to public school, and I was like, "Dang, I could really uh, relate to that," because I was like, "That could be like my school." Oh I, my always that, I always thought that was funny. How I did. I,
0: I did feel that way the same way before too.
1: Yeah, because like you see Rushmore, and they're all in their uniforms and everything, and then he just like shows up in public school, and everyone's just like slouching around and everything. Yeah, I thought that was funny.
0: Um, yeah, I, I, I will say, um. I did like the relationship between um what's his name, uh Herman, yeah is his name is? and yeah, um Herman. Max, and seeing that like and they like came together and then grew apart because of like the girl and then they came back together at the end mm-hmm. um I thought uh, what's his name um that dinner scene was so awkward,
1: oh are they? And then, like Bill Murray makes that weird noise. And then, Wait, what? He like he like oh, yeah. on his food or something. <laughs> it's just so awkward.
0: I wrote yeah, a hit line. So awkward, um, but yeah. So where would um? Are we gonna give it like you you wanted to put our scores? What would you say?
1: Well, I'd give it a plus. I think it's very well written, um, and I think it's definitely one of the more emotional. Um more heartfelt movies. Uh
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, um
0: yeah. I'd give it an like an A minus or an A, just because of like what I think about like where it is at the moment. I I could see it becoming an A plus for me personally if I watched it again. But I just have mm-hmm. to give it some time, I think. Um but yeah, at the moment it's about an A A minus or so.
1: Yeah, because like when I first watched it, I think I put like B-plus or something. Um, but then yeah. on like Campbell reviews or whatever. But um, yeah, upon rewatching it, it's definitely become an A-plus. It's one of my favorites. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, All right. that's Rushmore. That's Rushmore.
0: Okay. So now um, we're going to be moving on to The Royal Tenenbaums, released in 2001, which is also written by Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Owen Wilson's a good writer. I
0: yeah, I never even considered him being. I've always just known him from being in the night museum. Yeah, I think like I I never knew him uh, like to be like a writer or anything like that.
1: Yeah, basically his origins in like film, like the just film in general, was through Wes Anderson. Like he was just Wes Anderson's friend. They went to college together. I yeah, forgot you did tell me that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think he's a really underrated writer.
0: So pre-spoiler section. Um so The Royal Tenenbaums is basically about um this super um like I I guess I, I hate to say just like quirky um like family. Like they're kind of they're like all over the place. Um and they're all like all the kids in the family, the three ki- children um are like super like, they're, like, basically, like, geniuses.
1: Yeah, they gr- they they start their childhood as geniuses. You have this really cool intro yeah. um, with, like, Hey Jude, and it walks through, like, all their lives. And it's narrated by Alec Baldwin.
0: <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and then, um... But, yeah, basically, there's a lot of, um... Drama that goes on between the family as the kids get older. Um i don't want to spoil anything else beyond that but there's just a bunch of you follow along with the families um what do you call it uh and like drama and craziness and it just it just goes all over the place um yeah i thought this one was really funny Mm -hmm. um probably the funniest one for me so far yeah um I also like the the cast is definitely the strongest part of this. Um, oh yeah, yeah, strongest part of this one.
1: Gene Hackman. Um,
0: the uh, what's it? yeah? Owen Wilson's in this one. Um, his brother's in it. Yeah. Um, who else we got in here? Uh, Gene Hackman. Yeah, Danny Glover. Um,
1: Gwyneth Paltrow. Who,
0: Bill Murray again.
1: Yeah. Bill Murray. Yeah.
0: Just a great, this is a good, just a really good, um, a really good cast. Yeah. I definitely would recommend this to any, I think this is a very accessible one.
1: Yeah. Next to like fantastic Mr. Fox. I think for like the live action one, this ones, is this definitely is this the
0: most accessible live action one. Like I want to, I'd like, I would recommend this to anybody. Uh, like anyone, like I, 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 not just Wes Anderson people, not just, uh, film people just people in gen- like I feel like anyone could really enjoy this one like first time watching
1: yeah I think this um, was the this was like the first no I watched uh, I can't remember I think this is the first live action one I saw and it was like my favorite at the time I think I yeah it was my favorite at the time and then I watched Rushmore and I thought it was okay but then I it, I let it sit some more and then that one became my favorite so this is probably like my second favorite or third favorite uh, second yeah. or third yeah I think it's a good one
0: I um that's funny because that's that's how I'm am am right now.
1: Yeah, is it yours?
0: This one's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, at the moment. Um, but yeah, I I definitely would recommend this to anybody. uh, Who um, I mean, not even anybody who like at the end. I would recommend this to anybody.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Me too. Yeah,
0: I think this is definitely the one that got got the most mainstream attention.
1: Uh. I think so I don't I don't one really know of,
0: one of the ones well now that I'm thinking about it' I'm, I forgot about the most recent ones um yeah I
1: think other than the most recent like out of his older the like his first couple this of is movies, only his like,
0: first this is like his first one that got like mainstream attention is what I meant
1: yes yeah I think so yeah
0: um because I think the his other ones got mainstream attention because he was able to g- g- like get so much like this was kind of his this one
1: this is like his breakout hit almost like yeah. this is the one that was like okay this is wes anderson like this is this that's guy. what i meant yep yeah i agree with that
0: it actually i'm look. i'm curious to see um awards uh it, i Golden feel like Blue it award for best actor gene hackman
1: and i think screenplay i think it, it either was nominated or uh, it won best screenplay that year It
0: doesn't say gene yeah, hackman something- got a bunch of awards he got four for this huh yeah um no uh, no oscars
1: yeah, it was at this rush point that got some award for best screenplay. Um,
0: yeah, I the, think it got a Golden Globe and then a bunch of other um,
1: yeah awards. Awards. I feel like it almost passed for like a, a holiday movie, like a Christmas movie. Almost
0: there was there was that um, there was a lot of Christmassy themed stuff. Going on. Um, um, so yeah, I guess like so when did that come out? It came out in December.
1: I don't know. I just feel like the overall just vibe, like the atmosphere. It's, it's a f- very like cozy. the family
0: coming together.
1: Yeah, it feels yeah. like a Christmas movie, and there's even and some scenes the... with.
0: There's Christmas music.
1: Yeah, there's Christmas music. Yeah, like the Charlie Brown music. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it very much seems like a Christmas movie, even though it's not like there's nothing that has to do with Christmas, but it holiday just seems movie. like yeah, ho- it just seems like a, like a family holiday type movie. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe thanks. I mean, I think Fantastic Mr. Fox is more of a Thanksgiving movie but I think this one could work as maybe Thanksgiving or Christmas (laughs) or something like that.
0: Yeah. Um, But anyway, you want to get into the, um, any, any final thoughts for the people that, that maybe will be listening and haven't seen it.
1: Um, it it is a little more edgy than like the, like the newer mainstream ones. Um, but I don't think that detracts rated R. Um, All of these
0: are rated R, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and which I mean, I don't think there's anything inherently inappropriate about any of them.
0: Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like that that allows it to have a lot, a little bit more edge.
1: Yeah. So it, yeah, it is a little more edgy than like. Uh, we
0: we were saying family, but it's really not.
1: Yeah, like I don't think like little kids should watch it, but it it um it's a little more edgy than like Fantastic Mr. Fox or Isle of Dogs or things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll go in. I think
0: if you haven't seen it, we're talking about spoilers. Yep, Royal spoiler Tenenbaums.
1: section. Uh, I guess first, like I said, Rushmore kind of plays out like a play. This one is like a book. It literally I mean, is. Yeah, you literally have it. Like it begins with them like checking out a book called The Royal Ten Bombs, and they're it's divided into chapters and everything. So this one yeah. feels like almost like a storybook um, being brought to life. Um, and and
0: it, I mean, in, in all the like in between, um, what do you call it? The like.
1: Oh, like the I little like flashbacks. Chapters,
0: well, it would show you the chapter things, and it would show you the pages of the book.
1: Yeah, yeah, like the just the, it's divided into chapters, kind of like Rushmore. It has the curtains, and it's kind of divided like a play. Yeah, but also this one, like whenever they mention something, like uh, that one scene where they mention uh, Chaz's, like how Chaz has like the BB stuck in his hand or whatever, and then it like cuts back um, to like the moment where he gets shot with a BB gun or whatever. Yeah. It kind of feels like a parent... Like, in a book, it feels, like, uh, parenthetical. Like, where... Uh, yes. kind of... Yeah. Yes. I get what you're saying now. Or, like, where Margot loses her finger, and she gets, like, the wooden finger. That whole...
0: Uh, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, there's a lot of, like, little back and forths throughout uh-huh. time. I'd like this, the soundtrack of this one, too, I think.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. The music was something that stood out to me, like, immediately.
1: Yeah. I think Wes Anderson... Uh, the music in the movies is probably one of the best parts. This one stands out. Um, this one in Rushmore. I think Rushmore is also good, um, but this one like really yeah. stands out from the bunch.
0: Yeah, I was noticing um, as I was watching it, I kept pointing out to my dad like the songs that we were recognizing and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think um, the music in this, even just the score, the score too. Um like all of these, it's got like a I think all of the, Sanders in the movies, they've got like a um I think that contributes to the holiday like cheery kind of like quirky kind of theme. Mm-hmm. The scores are always um very like whimsical kind of whimsical, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like
1: that moment when uh you know she gets off the bus to like pick up Richie or whatever and then they start playing uh the song these days and it kind of like slows down and everything yeah yeah Yeah, that's a cool moment i always like that moment um
0: i had a funny thing to mention um apparently uh the greek royal family did that like did them for like there's three siblings in the greek royal family so you've got um you have prince um constantine here i'll read the i'll read the thing The trio of Greek royal heirs dropped a Halloween Instagram post, and it wasn't a throwback Thursday either. Pictured Princess Olympia, Prince Achilles, and Prince Constantine Alexios, dressed as a group of famous royal siblings, otherwise known as the Royal Tenenbaums. That's funny. Prince Achilles donned a red Adidas tracksuit, assuming Ben Stiller's iconic role as Chaz Tenenbaum. His sister, Princess Olympia, added a side part to her blonde mane, threw on a polo dress and a heavy liner with faux for Co- coat to give her best Gwyneth Paltrow as Margot Tenenbaum and Prince Constantine Alexios threw on a sweatband fake beard and tan suit to play the part of Luke Wilson's Richie Tenenbaum suffice to say the trio nailed it that's funny yeah so if you guys <laughs> want to look that up um it's pretty funny
1: that would honestly be pretty easy Halloween costumes for like a, a group of three siblings or something yes pretty simple
0: i will say it would be a little bit awkward for whoever is playing uh richie and marco
1: oh yeah they're like that that is a weird what do you part think about movie.
0: that what do you think about that
1: um uh, well i mean she is their adopted sister whoa
0: campbell well what, what, what are you trying to say here campbell
1: yeah it's it's weird but at least they're adopted. Like, that- at least she's adopted you know it, it could have been worse it could oh it,
0: yeah okay <laughs> it, it could have been, been worse all right You heard it here first, folks.
1: That is a very very strong Campbell
0: is alright with dating your sister.
1: Adopted. I'm not even even alright with that. In your tent
0: that you set up in your mother's uh, house. In your mother's attic.
1: Yeah, they're an interesting pair of characters to say the (laughs) least. Um, Yeah, one of my issues with this one is how they don't really... I mean, it's the ending. I mean, do you want to do you want to start here? Or? I'm trying to think. Of, so, how did it end again?
0: The it whole ends, the wedding.
1: Yeah, it ends with the wedding, which is um kind of interrupted by Eli Cash. Oh gosh! Just, like driving into their house and killing the dog. He killed the dog. He killed Buckley, and then I um, thought the kids
0: died. I thought it was about to get really dark.
1: <laughs> there are some dark moments in it, like yeah, Richie attempts suicide. In like a very dramatic. I've, scene. I've heard
0: I, violence and death is a very common. Like I feel like there's a lot of like. I, I it, but not in like an explicit way. Just like. He 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 Anderson like he kind of tw- tw- put put it in a lot of these.
1: Yeah. Also, dogs dying. If you noticed.
0: Yeah. Like there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of like just. And it's never like gr- grotesque or dramatic, but it's just like, there's always some sort of something about like people getting hurt.
1: Yeah. Cause it's all like the exterior is all, you know, symmetrical and everyone's wearing like quirky clothes and everything. But like on the in, inside. Like in
0: hotel, um, like in the, um, what do you call it? Uh, Grand Budapest hotel. Like they're like yeah. punching each other flying off of cliffs. Like it's all heavily stylized too. Like it's like, it's dramatic, but not like grotesque
1: also like they're all like really like sad like characters you know oh yeah
0: none of them are like
1: like no one's ever like really. everybody's got it.
0: like issues yeah in all these movies
1: yeah um
0: i mean you can't find i think yeah like i think that is a big like he's got um very like sad and flawed characters
1: especially when they're adults like all the adult characters kind of are like children almost and then all the child, like like in this one you know it begins with the kids and they're basically adults and they're basically geniuses but then once they, like, become adults, you know, they, like, are all depressed and have issues. Like, yeah, you know, Margot, Chaz- like,
0: smokes. Oh, that's another thing. Smoking. Oh, yeah. Is, like, a thing in each of these first three.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, oh, yeah, because, you know, like, Bill Murray gets depressed and Rushmore and just starts smoking. Um,
0: and then there's, like, sm- smoking is a big thing in this. And then everybody's smoking in the, um. Life Aquatic. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of those smoking's a big thing.
1: Yeah, so like Margo becomes a smoker. Or I guess she was always a smoker, but she just hit it. And then Richie kind of just quits tennis and leaves. Tennis, uh tennis, there's
0: tennis, there's something about tennis in each of these. There was a tennis court in uh Life Aquatic. Really? The abandon at the abandoned uh, hotel.
1: Oh, I didn't notice that.
0: I don't. That's probably just random and/or a coincidence. But tennis has some sort of thing in each of these. Um, yeah. Do You want to? We talk about. Why don't we keep this as a as an ongoing thing? Let's talk about uh Bill Murray's character in this one.
1: Oh yeah, he's Raleigh St. Clair. He's like the the husband of Margot, but I mean she's cheating on him, so he's just this depressed guy. He's just a. That,
0: I, I, there's a word I would use. I don't know if it's profane, profane. So I'm not going to use it. Um, but that's what he is.
1: Yeah. He. I mean. He. Yeah. He just acknowledges that he's being cheated on. So he just kind of has a sad existence. Yeah. You apply that he, definition
0: as you will. Um, yeah. But anyway. I, I don't like. He has really- a very minor r- role in this. Well, not minor, but it's not. He's not a major character in this.
1: Yeah, he's not connected with the main family really, or he—I mean, he, he kind of is, but not he's like. He's kind of just
0: there much. on the outskirts.
1: Yeah, I don't really like him that much. In this, like, he's okay, but it's yeah, not no. like one of his like best roles or ever or whatever. I oh, think yeah, he's no. better. I just thought it'd be worth
0: mentioning because he's in each of these.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Murray. Um,
0: who do you think is the strongest character out of the uh, cast?
1: Royal um, probably.
0: Would you say royal?
1: Yeah, probably royal. I mean, he's. I mean, his name is I loved is the his title. character. Yeah, he was a... I mean, he's kind of a jerk at the beginning. But then, I guess he kind of redeems himself. He comes back around. That is, again, one of my problems, though. Is that it feels like the character arcs are almost incomplete.
0: Oh, I didn't um, feel like... I didn't no- notice that.
1: Other than, like, Chaz and... uh, Chaz and Royal. Because, again, Ch- Chaz learns... To like stop being like a control freak and everything, uh, and forgive I, his father. Yeah, he forgives Royal, and then Royal, I guess, learns to become a better person. Almost
0: he becomes a, he wants to become a better father by becoming by being a better grandfather to his grandchildren.
1: Well, by by divorcing his wife, like you well, know, it ends. It ends with him just divorcing his wife, but that's but then like, he
0: but then he goes. Then he's hanging out with. There's that whole thing where he says that he's he's hung out with. um He's hanging out with the kids more, and then he, when he dies, he's with his son.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think we, Royal and Chaz have arcs, but then what about Margot and Richie?
0: I think that's supposed to be left open ended. Like, what's what's next?
1: Yeah, which, I mean, I guess Richie kind of has an arc. Like he doesn't suppress his love for Margot, and then they. Yeah. I get, Yeah, I guess that's kind of an arc.
0: It seemed. Vi- I. I see. I was satisfied with the ending.
1: Yeah, I yeah I wasn't when I watched it. I still not see, like it's a good ending, but I'm just not like completely sad. Like it's not, it wasn't as satisfying as Rushmore. I feel like Rushmore had a much more satisfying. Oh
0: yeah, conclusion. I will say that even though I like this one better, I will say that the other that one had a more satisfying ending.
1: Um, uh, Eli Cash was also just weird. I, I mean, what you, what like, what do you make of his character? Like, what do you think he um, plays into everything? He's kind of like the
0: what's the saying the. It's the blank in the blank. He's the, um, he's kind of like th- he throws everything. He's kind of just there to, kind of mess with stuff.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't know.
0: He's like I I, he, I don't I don't know how to explain his character.
1: Like he wants to be a part of their family, but he's, he's kind of like, just
0: thrown. He's kind of just um, like the
1: screwball almost.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then yeah, and then it ends with him like Or he becomes like a drug addict right and then he kind of just ruins his life and then rams into their house during the wedding. Yeah. So again, his, I mean, Oh yeah. He doesn't even really have an arc either. So, um.
0: but I don't think he was, a he was, I mean, he was a character. He was like, he wasn't one of the main characters.
1: Yeah. 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 That's true.
0: Um, so I don't think that he was, I, I don't think it was that big a deal that he didn't have like a explicit, um, like arc, you know what I mean? Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, anything else uh, you want to mention before we go on to the um, to the next one?
1: Uh, I just I just really thought
0: dad, my dad. I watched this one with my dad, and he thought it was really funny.
1: Yeah, all uh, uh, yeah. Also, all three of these movies kind of have to do with dads, especially the last two, because um, obviously Royals. I guess that's that's also a recurring theme, just like bad parents,
0: p- parenting, um, and fatherly figures.
1: Yeah, because Rushmore, there's him, Max, and his dad. Um in his dad's an important part of the movie. Or a important part of Max's character. And then this one you have There Royal. always
0: seems to be a role model figure in all these movies we've watched.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean or maybe a lack thereof almost. Because Royal's well, not much of a role it's model. It's
0: based around the role model figure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Life Aquatic, you have Steve. Um, well, we'll
0: get in we'll get into that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's about it for Roy- I mean, yep. Yeah, uh, I
0: definitely might f- it's I'd give it an um I'd give it an A. Maybe even an A Ugh. at the moment I'd give it an A plus probably just because I really liked it. Um but yeah. it might that might might be closer to an A.
1: Yeah, I'd probably A or A minus. I think Yeah, I have issues with the ending, but other than that, I think it's one of his stronger movies. I think it's definitely one of the stronger ones. Yeah. Um and all the characters are great. Um
0: This one's my favorite, I said.
1: Fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. So, last but not least, we have The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Um which was his like the one he released in 2004. And this one was different because it wasn't written by Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson.
1: How do you oh, pronounce yeah. that other guy's name? It was co- Yeah, it was Kurt with Noah Baumbach. Okay. And now he's he like Noah Baumbach. Um, kind of like he has his own career as a director now. Like he, or he's also. I mean, he's his style is similar to Wes Anderson. Um, he did, uh, Marriage Story. Oh uh, really? Yeah, a couple other movies like um, I haven't watched any of them though. I've I've seen Marriage Story, but I think that's the only thing I've seen. Um, but he's he's kind of similar to Wes Anderson. Not like. Heavily stylized, but in like the characters and uh, kind of how they're flawed individuals.
0: And he worked uh, on Fantastic Mr. Fox, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think he co co-wr- he co-wrote that one as well.
0: Ah, uh, I see. So yeah. this, uh, that's kind of like his. This this one is kind of like a bridge between his older ones and his newer ones.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Um, but yeah, this basically follows um renowned oceanographer Steve Zissou. Hmm. And he's got, you got kind of like a revenge situation here where he's going after the elusive, um, what do you call it? The spotted, like the, The, what was it, the leopard shark or whatever? The the jaguar shark. Jaguar shark. Um, And he's got his whole team with him. Um, Played by, uh, once again, Bill Murray. And then Owen Wilson's in this one again. Um, Angelica Houston's in this one again. Um, and we see Jeff Goldblum for the first time in oh, yeah. his Wes Anderson movies. Um, Willem Dafoe. Um, those are kind of C- like Kate Blanchett's uh, in it as well. Kate Blanchett. Um, I think those are the main. Those are the main ones.
1: Yeah. So, like again, like I said, Rushmore is kind of like a play. Royal Ten Bombs is more of a. And this is like uh, a documentary a book. Yeah. So. Basically the whole joke behind it all is that it's based off of this guy named Jacques Cousteau. Um oh, is it
0: based off a real guy? Well,
1: lo- like loosely. Like the the well, concept loosely. the concept behind him being like a like an oceanographer that like goes on these like crazy things and like videotapes it all and stuff. Um Jacques Cousteau was also like a, a guy like that. I think he invented like scuba. Um oh. like scuba equipment and all that. But yeah, he this this was this guy who just like went out on the ocean and like recorded all these documentaries. Um I don't think he like I don't know, I think there are a lot of ethical issues with the things like he did. Oh
0: he wears the outfit.
1: Yeah, so it's up, basically he's got the based... blue
0: shirt and he's got the the red beanie.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think and his
0: crew does too.
1: Yeah, so it's very much based on him and his crew. Uh Again, I think there are some like ethical things where like he like harmed animals and things like that. He
0: de- he co-developed the Aqualung, pioneered marine conservation and was a member of the Academy the Academie Francais. Uh, it's French. Yeah.
1: Um huh. He made a lot of advancements in like scuba diving and uh marine all exploration. That. Yeah, marine. That's cool. Yeah. So the whole movie is almost kind of... I mean, Zissou is basically just Jacques Cousteau or that type of character. Yeah. Um, or that type of person. And, and again, I
0: think you've got another like flawed, broken male... Yes. Okay, again, I, I'm going to talk about... I want to mention this because we talked about the first one. Um, I'm willing to recognize that Wes Anderson is not the best with um representation. Oh, yeah. Which is something that I find... Sad. Um, I wish he would have a little bit more. Like my like minority representation stuff like that. Um, but I mean,
1: because I mean, basically all of his characters are just like middle aged white men. Was, or... That's
0: why I noticed. That I was like, about yeah. to say, once again, we've got another broken, um, white like middle aged man as the main character.
1: Yeah, which um, I mean, Zisu he's also kind of like homophobic as well. Yeah. I think that's on purpose though. Like he's, he's not like a likable guy. Um,
0: there's a When you have things like that, which um, I think there is supposed, there's times when it's done with purpose. Yeah. And I think it was done and with it's purpose. Done, and it's done with, um, like you, Wes Anderson didn't throw those, uh, like the slurs and stuff like that in there with no, yeah. Um, like, like, with like, no reason, which I'm not saying th- those are good things to say. Like, yeah. it probably could, he probably could have gotten, uh, he probably didn't need to have put those, include those in there. But he yeah, wasn't kinda... just throwing them into for no reason. Like, it's supposed to add to the unlikableness of Steve.
1: Yeah, because there's basically, he has no redeeming qualities. He's just this, like, grouchy old guy. Yeah. He's, like, rude to everyone. Like, he's, even his son. Yeah, he's, like, mean to his son. And, but I mean, Bill Murray still like makes him somewhat likable. And I think that's the, that's an interesting part there's of like it. A ch- like,
0: there's a, inner, there's a weird charm. Yes. To him yeah. As a character. Um, I think that, um, I'm trying to think about where I was going to go with this. Well, let's, um, let's finish with
1: the pre-spoiler section. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I think this one is a weirder, like it's, it's definitely not as accessible as Royal Tenenbaums. I think it's actually it's a worse movie.
0: This is one of his wo- weirdest ones.
1: Yeah, the pacing's off a lot. Like it's not very, it's not paced very well. Um, it's not like like you said. Like you watched it with a bunch of people and they kind of all got bored. Yeah. Um. At least like I will say some- I
0: watched it with a a group, mm-hmm. all of which, besides Samantha, who had seen um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. But, I mean, it yeah. doesn't really make it any difference. So basically, all of them were fresh to Wes Anderson, or had never, or barely knew anything about him.
1: That's um, an awful place to start. This is an awful I movie know, to start. I with. I know,
0: but they were there, and we wanted to watch a mo- movie, and I, I put it on. Yeah, I have expected them to not to disagree with me, but they, um, they also didn't know what it was, so I think I kind of uh, <laughs> lured them into a oh. lured them into that. Uh, no pun intended. Um. But yeah, I will say half the group left 30 minutes before it was over. (laughs) Maybe even more, probably 30 or 45 minutes before it was over, like halfway through. And then the people that did stay were like, meh, or didn't like it.
1: Yeah, when I first watched it, this was like easily my least favorite out of all of them. Um, Because, again, like the characters are, I mean, they're interesting, but... None of them are really likable, you know. They're all kind well, of just dislikable characters.
0: Wait, on that we'll get into the um spoiler.
1: All right. For a so pre, so, if so pre, you haven't seen Yeah, pre-spoiler, it's I wouldn't start here if you're watching. I could watch the other two. In watching these. Yeah, watch the other two before you watch this one because it's not going to be a huge crowd pleaser.
0: Definitely. All right. So if you haven't seen it, we're going to talk about spoilers. Life Aquatic mm-hmm. with Steve Zissou. Yep. Okay. Um so I don't even know where to start. It's just so uh, the main. Okay, here's the main thing. It's way too long,
1: which is interesting because it's only two hours long. But it feels I,
0: like it drones on.
1: Yeah, it does feel very long. I I agree with that. It feels like a very long movie. Like there
0: were, I think there were once, um, I think I had two people asked how much longer, how much longer is this?
1: Yeah, it didn't <laughs> have to be two I hours. the long.
0: time. I checked the time once or twice because I was like, I feel like we've been, I was, I remember thinking to myself, I was like, I feel like I've been sitting here for two and a half hours and I would check the thing and we'd only been like at the hour mark.
1: Yeah. I think, I think
0: that goes back to the pacing you were mentioning.
1: Yeah. The pacing is very much off. Um, there's, it just, I don't know. It's just a very, it feels like a very slow movie, even though it's not. Um, it is his like most, it was, it's, I think it's his most ambitious movie. Um, would you agree on that? Like, yes. I, like, as far as production design um and the story yeah, the, and everything, I will say the
0: production design and the um,
1: just the overall narrative. I think it's very ambitious,
0: very very ambitious. But I did like the visuals.
1: Yeah, I really like his ship. His ship's really cool.
0: The ocean kind of thing, and like going between the like I don't know. I I, I like um I like the ocean. And yeah, I watched this at the beach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So there was that, but it was also like i don't know i was it found it had a it had a with everything that we said, the negatives, it had a sense of charm a little- it had still had a charm to it, which all his movies do,
1: yeah, um,
0: but yeah, I like the the matching um outfits that the crew wears, like the quirky like um character- all the different characters like him giving a tour of his. Ship with all like the random stuff that he's got in there.
1: I like how um, his ship is like they built it to where it's like cut in half. There's like a cross section of the ship, and they're kind of walking through it almost. Yeah, yeah Like yeah, yeah. They, they show scenes of them walking between rooms, but you see it from like the cross section point of view. Yeah. So you see all like the different people like in like a living it's, diagram. Yeah, I really like that's a cool aspect of it. I really like yeah that, that scene aspect.
0: is cool. Um, the visuals in this are very um. Pleasing, um I'm trying to think of some other positive things. I remember you when we were back when we were playing Among Us. You would do the um light blue imposter, with the, and then you with the would red uh, the red beanie, and you would name yourself uh, Steve Zisu. And yes. I never got it, but <laughs> I don't know why I remember that, but that was funny. Um, we should get matching beanies.
1: Yeah, the red beanies. That's a cool. Also, they cool. all
0: had. I thought that they were all the same, but I realized everyone had like a different one.
1: Yeah, like Owen Wilson has like a traffic light or something. And then,
0: his. um, what's his name's, uh, Klaus? Uh huh. He had like a like a ball on the top.
1: Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah, like little yeah.
0: And like some of their fabric was different. Like the only thing that was the same was the colors.
1: Like the one, the, the one guy had like a, tur- a red turban. So they all, oh, yeah. But yeah, so it was all like different. Yeah, I like how was, they
0: each had their own quirks.
1: Yeah. And th- uh-huh. That one guy, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, so uh, so George. I think that's his real name.
0: Pele dos Santos. Yeah, Pele.
1: He basically, like, his quirk is that he plays David Bowie songs in Portuguese. In Portuguese. And, like, acoustically. That's,
0: own, that's like basically his only thing.
1: But it's like so. It's I don't know. I just love his voice, and it's like very calming. Like I have the album uh, on Apple Music, and I just listen to it from time to time because it's just very. Oh, of his covers. Yeah, of all the the songs in the movie, because it's just his voice, and then just the acoustic guitar and everything. Yeah, is is that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Actually, I really like that.
0: Yeah, I did. I like that too. Um, I will say there was a this is a funny thing that we were going through. So uh, Matthew Gray Goobler's in this.
1: Which I didn't. I don't even know who that is. So I mean, I've heard of him, but Um, I'm not
0: very familiar with. He's in uh, Criminal Minds.
1: Yeah, I I don't watch that. So
0: well, neither do I. But Samantha's obsessed with it, and so are the other two girls that were there. Um, like her her neighbors were there because they have um, where we were staying. Her neighbors are like the uh, like friend like her friends are like neighbors at home and neighbors there. So we were Uh, hanging out with them. So it was me. Samantha, um and her three siblings and her two like friends from next door. Um yeah. one of them was like earlier in the night when we were having dinner that she was like there was like a poster of Back to the Future up at the restaurant we went to. Yeah. And she was like, I just feel like I couldn't get into like that just seems so boring to me. What? And I was I looked at her and I was like, <laughs> What is wrong with you? And then what type of I don't know. She doesn't want, but she doesn't, she's not big on movies after she said, yeah. that, she said she wasn't like, she would ra- she doesn't have the like, a t- like focus for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I it. see.
0: Um. So I, I, I forgived her for that. I was about to say like, if she, if she really liked movies and didn't like back to the future, that would be, yeah. issue. but anyway, so we had this group and so they all, everybody knew who Matthew Gray Googler was. <laughs> and so the whole time
1: they're just waiting for him. <laughs>
0: as we were watching we were watching with we were watching for him like that was like one of our like um it was so like this is probably my favorite thing about watching this is that i wouldn't have noticed that he was in it had i not looked at the back yeah yeah. put it in and had they not know like like known who it is known who he was and i knew who he was i know who he is from the show and everything but we were following along with him over the course of the thing yeah and the funny thing is he's He's like the main intern. So like after, as the course of things goes on, like he's got roles, he's interacting with the main characters, but he's in the background and you yeah. see him develop. And then by the end, he becomes a member of the crew.
1: Yeah, I didn't really, I only noticed like he's the intern that gets like, he's like the cut. only one,
0: they all, they all get cut off. Cause like after that thing with the pirates, they get like, he's, there's that funny line where he gives them like half credit.
1: I can't, I, he's like, I can't pass you, but I, I can't fail you either. So you're all getting incompletes
0: yeah yeah so he like just ditched them but then um he stays behind which nico stays behind and he works with them and then by the end of it there's that slow motion scene where they're walking down the pier yeah and he's uh, got yeah, his it's... own hat and his own uniform
1: <laughs> that is funny <laughs>
0: and it was so funny and they missed the part where he got his own uniform so the next day when i saw him i was like you guys missed it he got his, <laughs> he he got his thing and like like he was and oh my gosh it was so funny
1: the funny thing is he has like two lines in the entire movie yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. no he he comes up and asks like um steve like one question yeah um and then he's helping them unload it's fun it's like oh my gosh that was fun, just following along with that in the back, almost like an Easter egg kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I, I I didn't notice that. So that is
0: very minor, very random. But so the whole the whole thing is pretty random anyway. So what's it matter? Hmm. Anyway, um, Willem Dafoe and Jeff Goldblum are in this, which who were, who were also in um, Isle of Dogs and um, Grand Dafoe Budapest. Was in, yeah, they were also in Grand Budapest.
1: Yeah, was, I like Willem. What Will, Jeff Dafoe's Goldblum fine. was
0: not was he? No, he
1: was. Yeah, he was. He was. Oh, yeah, he was. Like the proprietor or whatever.
0: Um, I like a, We could have was funny in this one. A merger of this uh, and the lighthouse.
1: Uh oh yeah, I think I sent you like a like a funny picture. Like it was like a parody of the two movies or something. The Bella yeah. Fonte.
0: I feel like they would be um, like that. You could say that like that was what he. That's what was what he did before. Steve picked him up, found him on the lighthouse, (laughs) and he joined his crew. That's funny. Um. Anyway, Jeff Goldblum is, as always, he's, um,
1: he's just this like weird. He's Hennessy. He's like his rival.
0: Yeah, but he and he fits the Wes Anderson like aesthetic and like
1: mood. Yeah.
0: Like he's quirky and like random and sometimes doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Um. But I've never seen. Uh, he played an interesting character in this. Yeah, not super and de- not with much depth, but it was just a, uh, a different thing to see him in. Um, so like overall, the between um, Steve and his son, I think okay, that was so, the main thing.
1: Yeah, that was one of the main things. Again, the theme of like father, fatherhood, and everything. So like we learned that um, that's that Ned is, which Steve meets at this like the screening of his movie is yeah. his son, but he like like willfully neglected him um when he yeah. was born because he just he did he was kind of scared of being a father. He that's something he doesn't want to be. Um but then he kind of uh I mean they start the trip and then he like kind of adopts him but um more so just because like it would look good in his movie rather than like, like he, he actually had he a personal affection he, for he him. He
0: doesn't let him call him dad.
1: Yeah he was like uh you, you got a name uh or he makes him call him like steve z or something right yeah yeah yes yeah 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 so he was basically more concerned about um what would look good and he's like oh yeah this would be a good shot with me and me and ned uh so he's more concerned with how it would look in his movie rather than their actual relationship which i guess was the big part and then ned kind of gets like really mad at him like they have that whole altercation falling out and then by the end they get together um, like he he finally like finds or he finally like loves his son, but then Ned dies that was uh, so sudden, yeah, that was sudden,
0: also, like how um, did he die?
1: They get in a helicopter crash,
0: but how did he die, and then he didn't oh, I, like what, I don't what, know. what happened it it just seemed like he wasn't like like they crashed, and then they were like floating in the water and talking, and then he died like it it just seemed like it was really.
1: Yeah, like his sudden. legs might, like his bottom half. My I don't know. They they recovered him. Yeah, I don't know. Like
0: it just wasn't clear, like that he was, like dying until, like they were. It was like his funeral. Like obviously, right went, but it would just seems so sudden.
1: Yeah, it, oh. that is one. Like the ending's a little clunky. Yeah, because you feel like that's the ending, but then, um. There's, like, the other ending where they, they find the shark and everything. That's the other thing
0: is, like, everything... You feel like it's getting to the point where it's it winding ends. down, and then it doesn't.
1: But yeah, you feel like you get to the point where it's winding down when Steve finally, like, reconciles with Ned, and they become, like, a family unit. But then he dies. So then you feel like it's winding down after his funeral. And then you realize that there's, like, then,
0: three more minutes.
1: But then they have to, like, go in... Or they have to f- track down the jaguar shark oh. and everything. Sorry about there's that. There's also... Yeah, there's also... Uh, just a lot of like random action scenes which you know like when they just infiltrate the hotel base <laughs> that was sick. i it was funny
0: and then they um and then what's his name just gets shot uh um Goldblum's character just gets shot from across the table
1: oh yeah, yeah and then you
0: think he's dead and then somehow he's not and then they save him, and then oh my gosh, it's like he so also well has like, over the place. He
1: has like unlimited ammo in his gun as well.
0: I was realizing that too. I was <laughs> I was watching that with Samantha, because at that point it was just Samantha and her brother. Um, yeah, because everybody else had gone to bed. Um, and we were like, "How is he not like out of ammo at this point?"
1: So just like oh, overall, I mean,
0: they gave all the crewmates Glocks.
1: Oh yeah, I everyone gets was, a Glock, and they all get funny. like the Adidas shoes. And then they said like
0: uh, and then he was like, Do the do the interns get Glocks? And then they, they were like, No, they they like they all share one.
1: <laughs> it's also um, yeah, it's a really funny movie as well.
0: That yeah, I will say, even though everybody left, like most of the people left and um said they didn't really like it too much at the end overall, everybody was laughing while they were watching it.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of just like clever humor sprinkled throughout the, yeah. the movie. So just to wrap things up, overall I think it's a movie about a lot of things, but what was like the biggest thing that you took away from it? Because again, there's like a lot mm. of. It feels like a very difficult movie to like. I don't I mean, know. It, there's not like a there's clear so cut. Much to
0: talk about like you. Do, there's. I don't know what. I don't know where you would start to come up with a specific.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Just my general interpretation, because I didn't okay. when I first watched it, I didn't really think about anything because it was just too confusing. Or not Yeah, me too. Not confusing, it was just too all over the place. But when I rewatched yeah. it, like having in mind what was happening like having in mind the story the first time around so I can notice other stuff this time. Yeah. Um basically the big thing for me was that uh, you know, Steve was this uh when he was younger, you know, he uh was this like really famous oceanographer. Um, he really enjoyed what he does. You see, like, the flashes in, like, his past documentaries um, yeah. where, like, everyone seems like they're having a good time and he's, like, genuine. They're watching wanna,
0: like... the... Yeah, they're watching the old uh, yeah. videos.
1: So it's almost like being... A movie about being past your prime. He's kind of almost experiencing a midlife crisis. He doesn't, Definitely. like, really know his true identity at this point. Like, he's he's so focused on what other people think of him and he's and so he starts to lose... On touch. To grasp on, like... What he originally loved about, like, you know, doing what he loves. His wife,
0: his crew. Yeah. He's more focused.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, he's more focused on, you know, like, just, okay, we need to make this movie. Yeah. And I think by the end, you know, he realizes he. With that scene with the shark. Yeah, they find the shark and he doesn't kill it. And then they screen the movie, but he's not actually, like, he's not there to, like, see how people receive it. Yeah. and then he's kind of, um, you know, his friends all come out and they walk and they go back on the boat. So I kind of saw that as like you know he's accepting or he's kind of past that point and he's he kind of rekindled his, um, his love for like what he does and he kind of found his like his true family, which are his friends and his wife and everything. That kind of uh, Matthew Greg Gubler, yeah, and, and Matthew Greg Gubler, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just thought it, I found it about being. Like, kind of searching for your identity and searching for, like, authenticity within yourself. Um, mm. Yeah, that's how I kind of saw it.
0: Yeah, and once again, I think we can probably start winding out the entire discussion. Yeah. So we, could, we can give our rating on this one and then just culminating thoughts on Wes Anderson. Yeah. um, I'd give this one probably a... Like a... See, I don't know. I'm not good with letter rankings because they all require you to like think about other stuff in comparison. Yeah. You, go, you give yours just for some, so I can have some context.
1: Um. Well, I me mean, on Letterbox, I think I. I mean, originally I probably would have given this at three or three and a half stars, but I moved it to four stars. Same. So as for like letter ranking, um, I mean, originally it probably would have been a C or C plus, but I think I'd give it a B. That's what I was definitely. Thinking. It's not one of his stronger movies, but I think there's a lot of like interesting things in it and there are a lot of things I like about it. Like, there's a lot of problems, but there are also a lot of things that I like about it, so I think I'd give it a B.
0: Yeah, I I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah, originally Um, I probably would have given it a C- or a C-plus or a C or something, because I really didn't like it when I first... Like, it was definitely down on my list, I really didn't like it.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, I think I was the only one out of the main group to actually have some sort of um, positive... Like, <laughs> overall marks... Like I said, they thought it was funny, but overall, I think nobody really found it too in, too enjoyable.
1: Yeah, uh, I can see that.
0: But anyway, final thoughts on Wes Anderson's films. So, overall, I think they, they all have the same... um, Not the same quirkiness, but they've got some sort of quirkiness to them.
1: Yeah, um, and all the, the characters and the dialogue... Um, I also yeah I think he's a really like everyone knows him for all his shots and everything but I mean as far as his writing goes I think his writing is really unique how he just writes all the different characters yes Um, like all the characters are memorable you'd agree with that right like every character yeah and I
0: would have never watching the like when I when I heard of Wes Anderson like it was all like the symmetrical shots and cinematography and all that kind of stuff but I never really had known it because I hadn't seen the movies, so I didn't really know much about like how he wrote his characters and how he had his screenplays set up and all that kind of stuff. Like what was beyond the surface. Yeah. Which I've become to I've come to appreciate a lot more after watching these seven um seven films.
1: Mm-hmm. Um so conclusively Would you say you like the his last his like later? movies better or hers earlier movies better? you mean
0: more more recent versus the older ones
1: yeah what would you say you? so
0: like? i would say overall i pr- it's a mix yeah like my least favorite one is the old one is part one of the old ones but my favorite one's also one of the old ones but my second favorite one's one of the new ones yeah and my second to last like they're spread out Mhm. Um but I guess we could yeah, I don't know. I I think I like them both both equally. Like I like them for different reasons.
1: I agree. I think his older work I really like in terms of um I think they nail the characters are the, a
0: lot more um in depth.
1: Yeah, and I think the older his older movies nail the perfect balance between like style and substance. Definitely. I think with movies like Moonrise Kingdom, which, again, I'm not a big fan of, or even Grand Budapest Hotel. I think there's tends to be more focused on style over substance. Grand Budapest Hotel, I think, does do a better job at giving it more substance. Um, But just... And I've seen the trailer for The French Dispatch, which, of course, I'm excited for. Like I'm excited for all of the movies. But But I think it's going to be very
0: similar to what we've seen with the more recent ones.
1: Exactly. It feels like Grand Budapest Hotel 2.0. So I'm 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 hopeful that uh, it it'll be a little different. That's why I prefer his older movies. I feel That's like, why
0: I th- that, but I think that that happened as he went into the bigger like the bigger audience.
1: Yeah, I think as he's, he became
0: more popular.
1: He's so locked into like his style, like his distinct style. Like he's that he's almost, I,
0: that it's kind of it's kind of started to stray away from like what made the original that, one so good.
1: I th- yeah I think he's kind of pigeonholed himself. Um, regardless to say though, I think it's still going to be like a really great tech. Like technically, I think it's going to be really cool to watch. Yeah, and it has like a huge cast, so I'm excited for that. But yeah, I hope it will have some of the the heart. I mean, they all have heart, but a little more emotionally character driven uh, rather yeah. than just like ooh, it's symmetrical.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so what would you say are your rankings to, as a final thing?
1: Just a- out of all six or seven so that... Actually seven okay can i include so i have seen the other one so i'll just include them sure. but i won't yeah so yeah i think i'd give rushmore number one it, that's a personal favorite and i think it's his best fantastic mr fox at number two uh again i think it's like the perfect family film and that one kind of introduced me to just kind of like different uh directors and their, their their the styles and everything uh royal moms at three um grand Budapest hotel at four again I do have problems with it, but I think technically it's it's one of the best. Bottle yeah. Rocket at Rocket five. Um, I think it's top five because I really like the characters in it, but other than that, it's... Uh, you don't want to yeah, spoil anything. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it, but the characters, I really, I think it's Owen Wilson's best role ever. Uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou next, so at number six. Again, there's things I like about it, but I think it's a weaker film overall. Um, number seven, Isle of Dogs. I think the animation is really beautiful. It's definitely one of the best looking ones, but uh, the story lacks a little. Uh, Darjeeling Limit at number 8. Uh, I do also like the characters, and I really like the soundtrack of this one. I think it has one of the best soundtracks ever um, in a Wes Anderson movie, but again, the story lacks a little. Um, and then at number 9, it's this is unpopular, but Moonrise Kingdom. And I don't think it's a bad movie, but again, I feel like it just feels very much like a parody of a Wes Anderson movie. Um and yeah, I just never yeah. really liked. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you told everybody what.
1: Yeah, just my least favorite overall, but yeah, that's my ranking. What's yours?
0: Um, so I'm gonna start at the bottom. Okay. Isle of Dogs. Um, for I mean, I think all the uh, what I for most of these it's the same reasoning you have. Yeah. Um, for at least for the bottom one, so Isle of Dogs, and then I have Life Aquatic um above that one i i'd say that the life aquatic I, I i'd like that one just because the characters were more interesting than an isle of dogs um yeah above that i have moonrise kingdom that one's kind of like my the iron man three of the wes anderson movies for me yeah um like it's not your like it's not your favorite and it's not a bunch of people's favorites
1: actually no but, i think it uh, is a lot of people's favorites Really, I think that's that's one of the most like I mean because you said like the twins watched and everything. I think it's definitely one of the more popular ones, actually.
0: Really, I didn't think of it. I didn't. Mm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that one's at number five, and then I have Grand Budapest above that one, which I thought was just really um, I thought it was funny, and and uh, I liked kind of like the historical aspect of it, and obviously the visuals. Um. But it's not higher because we talked about we thought that the characters could be a little bit deeper. Um. Rushmore, and then Fantastic Mr. Fox, and then Royal Tenenbaums.
1: Yeah, I so saw similar,
0: list. similar lists, mm-hmm. but a little bit different. You've got Rushmore higher, you've got Moonrise Kingdom lower. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I think that that's my list, which I definitely think could be changed because I've only seen I've seen all of these only once. Except we saw Fant- Fox, yeah. Fox uh, twice. Yeah. Um, so like I think if I, after I watch these a couple times, I, I might my list might change just like you were saying. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I think that um, sums it all up. But any any final thoughts?
1: Uh, go watch some Wes Anderson movies. Yes. And oh, and when. When The French Dispatch comes out, or if we get to see it, then we'll probably do an episode on it. Yes. And we might, if we've seen Bottle Rocker or Darjeeling Yeah, we might throw something in there with those. Yeah, we might throw those in. Because, again, they're not bad movies. We just chose to exclude them because we didn't feel like... We feel like these three were the best representation overall. Yeah, the
0: most interesting to talk about. Yeah, so, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And with that, I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell. And you wasted the last hour of your life listening to Real Geeks.
1: If you enjoyed this episode of Real Geeks, please be sure to follow us on social media at the real real geeks for the latest news and updates.
0: Also, be sure to leave us a review. What things did you like? What things would you like to see in future episodes? Let us know and we'll be sure to take a look.